Sarah, you know what? I've been thinking. Oh my, here we go. What's been on your mind, Renee? I, we all want to know. Like I believe that. So I've been thinking, there are so many amazing stories developing right here in Fostoria, Ohio. And I can only imagine that there are very similar stories happening all over rural and suburban America. And these stories deserve to be told. I wholeheartedly agree, but I'm sure that doesn't surprise you. No, it doesn't. You should agree with me because I'm right. <laughs> right, right. So what do we do about all these stories? Well, we've got to make it our mission to tell them. They deserve a platform, and that's what this podcast shall be. I've decided. <laughs> well, Renee's decided, and that's how it shall be. Exactly. <laughs> Truthfully, you're right. I know here in Fostoria, we're all working together to make the most of a multitude of resources out there. Lots of people probably don't know about all the resources available to them. We could share all the resources we've capitalized on via this podcast. That's what I'm saying. Glad to know we're on the same page. Yup. So buckle up, people, and enjoy another episode of Shut Up and Listen. Small Town Stories. With Sarah. And Renee. Mm, me and Michelle. Michelle! She laughed. <laughs> nice try. Oh. This isn't okay. even hard. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be 20 minutes of your life that you... We'll never get back. You'll get it back. Okay. What number is this for you guys? 185. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I love how Ashley could just spout out a number. Yes. I'm impressed. Nice. I was like, I have no idea. Has it really been that many? 31. Yes. 31. Yes. Hmm. So our guest today is one we've had on the podcast before, but when she was on before, you were wearing a, one of your many other hats. Yes. So we have Michelle Cochran with us today, but today you're going to be talking about your role as the director of the Greater Fostoria Community Foundation. Yes. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you, Renee. Good morning. Welcome back. <laughs> I feel like I've never left. Well, you love it so much. <laughs> I just couldn't help be a return guest. You and the yes. mayor. Oh, wow. I feel so <laughs> yes, special. Just, you should feel special. Mm, auspicious yes. list. So I love this topic today. Yes. Because I don't think a lot of people realize that we have our own community foundation in Fostoria. Right. It is really um, a well a gem, I guess, that a lot of people don't know about. Um, it's something that's been around since about 1998 here in Fostoria. We started, I think, there. in fact, it was a group of people, Community Framework for Progress was mm -hmm. something that was started with the Chamber of Commerce, the Economic Development, and there was a group of about 27 people that formed the steering committee mm -hmm. to do this um, capital raising campaign, and they went out there they raised like a million dollars to start the foundation That's which is phenomenal yes. you know that people were that passionate about the community what they could do um and it's just grown phenomenally from there so it's it's really a great resource in the community that i'm, I'm glad you're helping shine a light on it mm -hmm. so people can get a little more background in what's happening and what we can do so since 1998 mm -hmm. it has grown tremendously yes 
And you provide grants Mm -hmm. twice a year. Do you want to talk a little bit about that opportunity? Yes. So we have a lot of different types of funds. Um, We have some community funds that are unrestricted, and we have some donor advice funds that uh, the donors that set those funds up can give a little more uh, direction where they would like their funds to support. So by the reason we, we do the funds to begin with is for this grants program or to support the community. And we do act asked for applications twice a year and we review those um, looking at anything from a one-time programming request to maybe longer term um, capital programs just anything that can happen so we look at those grant applications we have the board review them and we really help somebody move along forward with their goals because a lot of the, the nonprofits in our organizations, in our community, um, they just don't have a lot of money that they can do things. So this kind of helps jumpstart their programs. So applications are due in February and mm-hmm. August of each year. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Are so, there specific types of projects? You spoke about donor advised funds. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what types <clears throat> of projects does the foundation typically look to support? Well, what's, it's an interesting question because I was kind of looking over what has happened since the inception in 1998. And a lot of the initial programs that we supported were some of the smaller requests, tried to get different things going in the schools, quick impact. We've grown to more, um, like Foundation Park was a project that mm-hmm. we kind of took on and we really embraced for several years, actually. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm starting to see more of a swing towards workforce development, and we're going to have a scholarship fund for the first time, and that's really going to help that. So it's really looking at the community needs and what's really most important at the time. And, you know, it does change and, and flex and the number of nonprofits flex. So we're really open to lots of different projects. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to be supporting the Splash Pad project. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a big community development initiative. So it's, you know, again, we like those tangibles um, mm-hmm. and anything that's overall improving the quality of life and that's one of the reasons why it's such a great community resource is because there's a lot of flexibility Mm -hmm. in funding Mm -hmm. and you can kind of evolve with the times and what the community needs when you talk about foundation park Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important to note that it wasn't always called foundation park (laughs) Um, it was once Meadowlark Park but because Mm -hmm. of all of the investment and the work the foundation did Mm -hmm. it was renamed in honor of the greater foster community foundation right Right. We spent, I think, nine years we were doing a fundraiser for specifically for Foundation Park. We did a lot of capital improvements. Mm-hmm. You know, the dugouts are absolutely gorgeous. They're brick now. Um, the fields were all manicured. The concession stand was revamped, and we did all that. So that was the large focus. And then we also helped... Um, because we partnered with the Geary Family YMCA to manage that. It is a city-owned asset, but, you know, as you know, that's not really something the city could really manage. So the YMCA, you know, has done the programming and everything. And they have now, you know, stepped up. They've been doing their own fundraising now, and it's just become a really great resource. So, you know, it was something that the foundation really had set aside as, you know, what can we do to make a big impact? Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. So that was something that was definitely a multi-year commitment. But another great example of collaborative partnerships in the community to really make a positive change and and have Mm -hmm. a big impact. Right. And I think that is so important because, you know, a small community, we know each other, we work together well. We have a lot of our supporters that, you know, any project we come up with, they're going to step forward. You know, I can't speak enough of all the partnerships that we've had over the years. And I think, you know, you two can attest to that as well. You see that with everything that you do. Mm -hmm. So it's great. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been involved in the foundation? Yeah, so I started in 2010. Um, February was a very busy month. As you said, we do have grant applications that come in, So, and we also have our major fundraiser in February. So I started in the middle of February in 2010 <laughs> to a stack this big of grant applications, and, oh, we have this big Mardi Gras, and you need to raise all this money so you can get paid, and so we can pay this and this. So it's just been kind of like a, a fun roller coaster, nonstop ride ever since. And, you know, I, again, we've seen tremendous growth. Um, I think we had 13 funds when I started. We now have 37 different funds. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of meeting with donors who have an idea of what they want to do with some funds, how they can help the community and uh, make it grow. And so it's just really a rewarding opportunity to, you know, to, to meet new people and see what they want to do to support you know, their near and dear people to their heart, causes, and everything else. So it's really fun. So in your decade plus <laughs> oh my. with the foundation, you've seen a lot of projects come across your desk mm-hmm. and go before the board. Are there any that really stick out in your mind as either some of your favorites or mm-hmm. maybe some that you felt were incredibly impactful at that time. Anything that deserves a little shout out. Um, I love all of them because they all represent someone's passion as far as what they're trying to do to make a difference in the world. What a politically so, correct Well, way to you know, that's, if I have to be anything, <laughs> I have to be politically correct. But I mean, truly, there is. There's something great in each one of them. Um, something near and dear to my heart um, was the foundation had started working with some of the outdoor public art. Mm-hmm. You know, they helped fund one of the early um, outdoor murals and you know also supported some of the sculptures and you know that's been something that's been happening in our community to improve the quality of life the appearance the beautification so you know that's something that i appreciate obviously foundation park was definitely a highlight um and then again the splash pad it's just you know big things that people see those are very impactful mm-hmm. and you know i know smaller projects are important too but those are really some of the highlights for me so if someone were listening to this episode and were interested in learning more about the foundation or how to apply for those funds, Mm -hmm. how could they reach out to you? Okay, so we do have a website, fostoriafoundation.com. There's a whole section on the grant application process. Again, as Renee mentioned, that is twice a year, and that's for our unrestricted funds. I will also say if it's a donor advised fund, those can be happening at the donor's request. So you may hear, well, how did they get that fund come through? How did they get that money? Because that wasn't part of an application process. Anyway, so that is all happening. Um, We do have a Facebook page as well. And I'm available here at the Foster Learning Center to talk to anyone at any time. 
Okay. So that's how people can get funds. But Mm -hmm. what if someone is interested in contributing to the foundation Mm -hmm. or setting up a fund? What does that process look look like? Okay. So it's actually really very simple. It can be very, you know, we can set up a fund in a matter of a couple weeks. Um, We are an affiliate of the Greater Toledo Community Foundation, and they help with all those arrangements as far as coming up with that fund agreement. It's really just a document that helps um, discuss what your goals are um, and how we would go about doing it. And it doesn't have to be complex at all. It can be complex. And, you know, we have those conversations. Mm -hmm. I've had conversations with some people who um, want to talk about all these different things they have for the future. And, and, you know, we have an opportunity called a legacy fund. And you can do your estate planning and you can have that all worked out. But, again, it's just a matter of what do I want to do with my funds. If you want to just donate to a specific one, um, that's just writing a check. We've even had people give us a car in their will. So, hmm. you know, there's lots of different ways that you can support your community. It doesn't have to be money. So, yeah. Nice. Well, Michelle, we as organizations <clears throat> have worked with Community Foundation on a variety of projects. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I think it is a gem in this community mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. a lot of people are just not aware of. And they hear Community Foundation and they don't understand how it's applicable to them Mm -hmm. or their organizations. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate you, we appreciate you coming on today and kind of breaking that down a little bit for people in the community because it is a resource that Mm -hmm. is out there. And twice a year they could be, you know, having conversations and seeing if it's applicable to something they're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do appreciate the opportunity. I mean, it is, there's so many different things going on. Um, a lot of people don't know what can they do, how can I help, and it's just amazing how a little bit can grow to a lot. Um, we, like I said, that initial group raised, I think, $1 million just to start the foundation fund. We have given now almost $3.5 million back to the community since 1998 when our you know and so that just to think about the growth and how money continues to grow and how it goes back out to the community so it is it definitely impactful and i think it should be noted that the greater foster aid community <coughs> foundation supports local yes. you're not giving grants out mm-hmm. to other communities other states mm-hmm. i mean it is really geared to benefit the Fostoria community right. or the greater Fostoria community. Right. Every dollar that is raised for our community funds does go right back out to our community here. Mm-hmm. And and that is, you know, definitely good to note. Um, we raise all the money to do our own operating expenses and everything. So that's independent of what someone does into a donor fund. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a, a kind of a great machine. <laughs> It is. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yes. And, you know, we've tried really hard on our podcast to highlight the various resources um, that are available to us in Fostoria, but a lot of other smaller communities. But I think our our own foundation is is sadly sort of unique to us, um, but what a tremendous benefit Mm -hmm. it is. Yes. You know, like I mentioned, we are an affiliate of the Toledo Foundation. They have some other affiliates as well. 
And they've always told me from the beginning that our community is very unique because we do have a lot of those unrestricted funds specifically for the community. A lot of other people have maybe specific scholarship funds or or field of interest that's just one small thing that they, that's all they wanted to support. But we have been blessed with lots of flexibility and we can see a lot more projects happen because of that. So again, we're, we're very fortunate in this community to have people who care and want to see it continue to thrive and grow and improve that quality of life, which is really, that's why we're here. Yeah. 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 I love that as an ending statement. <laughs> I know, I thought I, about it a little bit, and this kind of wraps it up well. It does. Nice job, Michelle. It does. Thank and you. So I feel like that's a great place to end this yes. episode with yes. that heartfelt thought. Okay. <laughs> And since you've been on the couch yes. multiple times before, yes. I'm going to spare you the rapid fire really? questions. Really? Oh, I'm oh lucky. Oh, my gosh. I am, I am, I am so am. lucky. I really think that you are. Wow. Yes. That's, I mean, that's a gift. It, it is. To oh. quote you earlier last week, Christmas came early. <laughs> <laughs> and you spent all morning mentally preparing like thinking, yourself. What, what, what would it be? What would it be? Hmm. Yes. Hmm. So for a Monday, I mean, because I is too kind. was thinking of it, but I will also be kind and not fire away <laughs> questions at you. And I will wow. keep them to myself. Okay. So with that, we will conclude this episode of Shut Up and Listen: Small Town Stories with Sarah and Renee.